0: welcome to another episode and today we're going to be talking about faulty money beliefs and how to get rid of them
1: you are listening to the create your vibrant life podcast this podcast is for you if you are ready to tap into your inner wisdom unlock your personal success and evolve your life and business. I am your host, Padma Ali, and I'm well known in the space of neuropsychology and energy healing. I help evolved entrepreneurs and high performance leaders like you remove the invisible barriers that you cannot see that are keeping you stuck from transforming your life. As we journey together, you will quickly discover that the only way to create your vibrant life and reach new levels of success is to go within. There's no better time to discover the gifts of your inner wisdom than right now. So, welcome to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast.
0: This is your host, Padma Ali. <laughs> I love saying that, by the way. It's just so fun. It's just fun. It's just fun to play. Just want to play. Like how often in our life do we even play as adults? But play has a very high frequency and vibration. And that's why we watch kids. And there's a reason I'm bringing this up as we're talking about money beliefs. It is connected. There's a reason why we see children being in the state of joy all the time, like they're un, almost unaffected by things happening. It's because they're playing, and playing brings a certain level of frequency and vibration, which then allows them to kind of like let go of all the things that you see in them. Same with animals. If you watch dogs, for instance, they're always shaking their bodies, and then they are also, they also are just. Happy. They live in the present moment. There is no. They don't think about the past. Even if you yelled at them five minutes ago for tearing something down, two minutes later they're like, "Pet me, pet me, pet me." Right? They don't mope around saying, "Oh my god, you yelled at me yesterday, and so I am going to hold on to that for the next twenty years." No, they don't do that. And the reason I'm bringing that up here is because. There is so much to learn from how children live, how animals live. And this is where, this is where our, to know and recognize that when we, that we have a choice of letting go of the past. Now, what does the past have to do with
2: faulty money beliefs? Everything. What are beliefs? how do we form beliefs? How do, we, how do you form money beliefs? And why do you form money beliefs?
0: So let's break it all down. And then we're going to go through, how do you debunk? How do you get rid of all these faulty money beliefs? Beliefs are just thoughts that are repeated over and over and over and over again, so much so that they become part of your subconscious mind and you start to live from them. And when you start to live from your beliefs, you take actions that connect you back with the belief, that
2: reinforces the belief, that reinforces that this is how the world is. So for example, if you, and okay, before we go into that, so how do you form beliefs? And then we'll go into money beliefs, okay?
0: So we, we form beliefs the moment literally we pop out of the womb, right? So if you, if you have children, you can see them starting to form beliefs about the world because of what they're watching, either in, your, in their home or in, from, their, from society, from school. My kids, like one of my kids is like, you know, he's very different. My, my daughter is very different. They, they're very different from each other. One of them is a big rule follower and the other one is oblivious to rules and so but the rules is part of how we form beliefs oh you cannot do this you can do this similarly with money we have certain rules that we either consciously or unconsciously follow you may not even recognize it the way to know if you have money beliefs is go look at your bank account look at your spending habits, look at your money-saving habits, look at, your, look, at, look at how you feel about money. They all come from beliefs. So this is really vital because when you understand that these are just beliefs, you can work on letting go of them. And the reason we also form these, uh, so let's, let me give you an example. I think that would be the best way for us to uncover how beliefs, how do you, how do you live from those beliefs? How do you take actions from those beliefs? Now, say, for example, in, you grew up in a home that there was scarcity, there was lack mentality, there was um, fear around not having enough money. And then you grow up you have a job now unconsciously you are going to subscribe to the same thing it may not show up like how it did for your parents where they might have not bought new clothes or they might be they might um, they might have really you know squeezed the last bit of your toothpaste because they didn't want to buy waste waste things whatever that might be it may not show up specifically like that but it may show up when you have to make a bigger purchase. Say so you buy your home. That big amount is a shocker to your nervous system. When you have to spend money on yourself, it can be like this jolt to your nervous system that every part of you is like revolting and like wanting to wanting to throw up. If you and and there's a direct correlation between how you feel about money and how you feel about yourself. Okay. We are not even going to go into that in this episode, but I just want to name that. So if you have trouble spending money, if you have fear, if you're fearful about money, if you are fearful that you're going to make wrong choices with money, that means you're not trusting money. That means you're not trusting yourself. So. These are the ways that money beliefs start to be formed. These are how we form beliefs in general. But this is specifically how we form money beliefs. And we also subscribe to our money beliefs because it keeps us safe. And it also does not allow us to break the unconscious mold placed by our caregivers or what you have watched from your parents. Because it's like an unconscious pact we make. I am not going to surpass my, my, my parents' income level, or I'm, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to um, do expensive things because if I do that, I'm not loyal to my parents' way of thinking and feeling. Trust me, these are all unconscious. They are not conscious. They're not thought, thoughtfully done. It's not like it's a logical thing. It just shows up literally in your body. And then you're acting from it when you're not even recognizing it. Okay. So it's really vital that you start to pay attention. So the first piece about, about how do you, how do you recognize ultimate beliefs is for you to observe, 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 observe yourself, observe your spending habits, observe your saving habits, observe what you are doing, because that is going to show you how you, how you feel about money, how you live with money, how you take actions with money, which means it's a direct correlation with how you feel about yourself. Observe yourself. For a whole week, all I want you to do is pay attention. Just continue your normal life, continue doing whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, spending on groceries, you know, whatever. like whatever you're doing, just do it. But watch yourself. Almost be an observer and see what happens.
2: So I'm going to name some of
0: faulty money beliefs that I have heard my clients say, I have had myself, and some of sometimes it still creeps up. And that's okay. Like now I know how to work with it. Now I, when when I recognize that it's a faulty money belief, I can work with it. Okay. And I'm stretching myself constantly. There was a time where one of the beliefs was, I mean, I would be like, oh my God, money's going to run out. That was one of the beliefs that that still sometimes creeps up. So I would stretch myself. I would give extra that month. There was a month that I gave to Water Charity. I gave so much more than I normally would. I gave more, and, and not only did I do that, I gave away large portion of my income that month, income, not even after expenditure, not even after what I would, you know, after paying my bills and whatever, right? No, I just gave away a huge sum because I wanted to break that belief and prove it to myself that it's just a belief. Like I told you in the past episode, you're going to find evidence. If Whatever you look for, you're going to find evidence of that. I wanted to find evidence that money shows up for me. And I found evidence. When I pushed myself out of my comfort zone, I found that evidence. Okay. So I'm going to invite you to really look at that. All right. So let's name some of the faulty money beliefs. Some of the money beliefs that I've heard people say, and they're all faulty, I'm going to name it right now. If I have money that I'm taking from someone else. It's almost like there's only one pie in the sky and then there's a portion divided up. And then if you take that portion, the big portion, nobody else is going to happen.
2: Second one, and then they're not in linear order. They're just like things that have popped up. Money comes from hard work.
0: Oh, this is the one that people subscribe to all the time. Like I have to work super hard to make money. Oh, my goodness. Ah, yes, that, I'm, I'm, that's a big sigh because it is not true. Oh my goodness, it's not true. However, I can say to you till the cows come home, but you're not going to believe me till you see it yourself. In your evidence, in your model of your world, money comes from hard work. And guess what? You're going to, again, create evidence that proves you that. And therefore, you're going to create actions that comes from that and then run yourself to the ground. Okay, there's a limited supply of money. Oh, this one is a big one too, right? It's no, the it's like same as the first one. If I take money,
2: if I have money, I'm taking it away from someone else. Oh, th- and then um, if I have wealth, then
0: the poor people, like, oh, if I have wealth, okay, so I'm going to rephrase that. Um, I feel guilty for having money. Because there's a poor person down the street who is homeless. And I'm somehow like, how will I, you know, like I feel guilty for having that money. Another faulty belief is like, I can't have a lot of wealth. Like it's not possible for me to have a lot of
2: wealth. Money is hard to come by. You're greedy if you want money. Greedy. Mm. All right. So these are some of the faulty beliefs that people hold. If
0: any of these resonate from you, these are just a few. They're not all of them. They're just a few. And um, you can see which one resonates, which one doesn't. Maybe all of them do. Maybe some of them do. Maybe one or two does. Doesn't matter. I want you to just sit with which ones resonate. And you may come up with your own faulty beliefs. A a A faulty belief about money is anything that says to you, you can't have You have to do certain things in order to have, or it's hard to come by, or it makes you feel really horrible about spending whatever, like you're going to find your own faulty beliefs. So how do you get rid of them? How do you get rid of all these beliefs? The first thing is I want you to write down all these beliefs, the faulty beliefs. Write down as many as you can. So this is an exercise I sometimes do with my clients, right? Then they'll send me pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages pages of faulty beliefs about money. It's sometimes that ingrained and it's so good to get it out on paper because once once it's out, it's out.
2: You're no longer holding this stuff in your head, okay? All right. So write it all out. And then let's work on getting rid of them. Question number one. So okay, so how do you get rid of them before I go into the
0: question? So this is how you get rid of them. You ask yourself certain questions, I want you to coach yourself out of it. Okay. So coaching yourself out of it is going to require you to ponder upon some of these questions I'm going to ask you. And you can apply this to any belief
2: that you may have, okay? And write these questions down and then sit with it. What is causing you to believe, fill in the blanks of that particular belief about money, okay? What is causing you to believe, fill in the blanks? What would happen if you didn't believe it? Take some time and write these questions down. Pause the pause this and, and go and do that. This is a big one, guys. The question I'm going to ask you: How do you know this belief to be true? Really important. How do you know this to be true?
0: This is where I was saying the brain's going to collect evidence, and what you're going to discover is that this is there's no truth to it because beliefs are subjective.
2: If everybody thought the way you did, then Richard Branson's of the world wouldn't exist. Right? I'm just using him as an example. Elon Musk's of the world wouldn't exist. Why go so far? Look at some of the um, actors or actresses. Right? They won't exist. Look at all of them. Look at someone else in your community. Someone who has wealth. Look at them. Because if they felt exactly how you feel, then that belief would be the truth, right? But it isn't because they don't feel that way. They don't think that way.
0: And the next question is, how do you feel when you think along those lines?
2: And what would be possible for you if you didn't think like this? What would be possible? What would open up for you? What doors will open up for you? Okay. So sit with all of these questions. These questions are very vital for you to
0: ponder upon, to sit with, to see what comes up for you, because when you can debunk your own beliefs, when you can coach yourself out of it, you can coach yourself out of
2: any limiting beliefs, anything, anything. Okay. Faulty money beliefs are all made
0: up because of your past experiences. Now you have a choice. Do you want to continue living like that? Or do you want to create a new reality for you? It's
2: your choice at the end of the day. You get to decide. That's the beauty. You get to decide what kind of life you want to live.
0: That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being here and listening and watching and and, and taking all of this in, because when you apply it, you're going to change your life. And that choice is yours too. All right, my dear friends, please share this episode. These money episodes are super helpful to share because I, I guarantee you, you know, someone in your life who is struggling with
2: money. And I'd like you to help them, share them. And if you have any questions, reach out to me
0: and share share with me your takeaways and please leave a review. I say that in every episode and I'm shameless about it because guys, I'm giving you a lot and this would be good to reach more people. That's my only agenda. So (laughs) I shamelessly ask for reviews. Because that's my only goal. That's my Dharma in this world. That's my work in this world to help myself evolve and to reach as many people and help as many people evolve in this world. Because, oh my goodness, when you look around, you can see how much pain and suffering there is, isn't it? There's so much pain and suffering. And if we can elevate a little amount of pain and suffering just with our words, why not? So when you do this, It's helping you as well. That's what karma is, isn't it? The law of cause and effect, what you put out is what you get back. And so when you do this, you're going to help other people. And then that goodness comes back to you. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm so grateful for you. And um, I will connect with you another episode. You take care. Okay.
1: Thank you for listening to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast today. If you have gotten value from today's episode, I invite you to share it with your friends and colleagues. If you would like to further connect, you may follow me on Instagram at Padma Ali and LinkedIn. Of course, you may also visit me at PadmaAli.com to get more information on how we can work together. Thank you so much for being here.